it's another week. Podcast is back. Hello, um, Olivia and- Jack. Oh yeah, hi Jack. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. What a pleasure. Oh, thanks for having me. And do you know what? You seem to have brought the sunshine because I swear to God, it's the first time I've seen the sun in about four weeks. I went for a little no, walk say? before. It has been an awful spell, but Jack has brought, yeah. the, brought the goods. I thought I, thought I was going to get sunburned, actually. It was that sunny. You say that one, of, one of my housemates, I, I saw he was sat outside all day long. Um, well, I left at midday and I came back at four and he was still there and he's completely sunburned. Is he? Wow, oh, yeah. it's like a little uh, sun trap. No, I'm not joking because I might need to start fact 15. Oh, God, I've got to protect this, <laughs> this bad boy skin. Oh, wow. I'm not joking. That's oh. the northern. <laughs> no, no it, is, it is the northern. I, it's just my skin is horrific. I lived lived in Australia for a year and came back this colour. Um, it's tragic, really. But yeah. anyway, um, so how's everyone's days? I worked at Co op Classic. I Just worked some bloody soldiers on the beach. All right, show off. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I did. I had a very adult admin day. Um, aside from ENC staff prayers, which is always fun, um, I have an MOT test this week. It's not very exciting, but it is quite exciting to do MOT work on your car because it really feels like you're doing something like mm. you know adult. changing tire pressure. <laughs> I, I had to. I had to buy a rear windscreen wiper today. How often do you ever oh, buy one of those? Exactly. You know what? Well, I don't have a driving license, so I've yet to buy a rear windscreen wiper. That would be never so far. That would be a surprise, yeah. Um, talking about buying, uh, that was a good segue into our, yes, our well. question of the week, wasn't it? Meal deal of choice, boys. I've been thinking about it a lot this week because I was stacking the sandwiches out in co-op today. And I thought... For me, it's such a big thing. You know, like if you went on a first date and you were like, let's get a meal deal. I mean, I know you're both in committed relationships, but, you know, still, um, I feel like this could be a make or break for them. Um, mm. What's your meal deal of choice? Because for me, it's, it's it's a big question. Do you have a specific one or do you, do you dabble? Do you change your mind on your mood? I'll answer that question in a moment. I think actually another interesting question I'd like to add to this, which we, we don't have to answer now is um on the way back from Ian Seaside in our car, um Bex threw out this great question, which is if you were on a first date with someone and you were both getting a meal deal, yeah. what would be the most red flag meal deal? And I think I think that's a great question. No, it um, is a great question, but I have to say I have this conversation weekly with our little headsets at co-op <laughs> because I think the easy, easy question for that, cheese and onion. Who is getting cheese and onion on a first? Cheese and onion, ready solid quick, crisps, walkers, crisps. they're out, they're done. That's it, crisps. crisps. It cheese and onion crisps or cheese and onion sandwich? That's what I'm saying. Cheese and yeah. onion sandwich, ready yeah, solid. Yeah, a lot of the cheese water. sandwiches are pretty bad. Really? Like, if you sit down with someone. I, I actually think egg and cress is quite a red flag. That is quite a... Egg I and cress, like... well, no, if it's... Okay, this is meal deals, but oh. egg and cress can be done well. I'm not talking about meal deals, but I'm just saying egg and cress can be done well. Okay, but on a first date, if someone's getting an egg and cress sandwich, yeah, that is that's strange. But I yeah. feel like at least if they're getting egg and cress, they're spicing it up a little bit. You know, they're mm, they're confident in who they are. <laughs> they they yeah, but they're confident in who they are. They know what they like, and they're not going to change for anyone. I kind of feel like that could be an okay thing. Anyway, my meal deal of choice, yeah, go on. rogue because normally I have it on my break at co-op, obviously. 
So I'm going for the co-op meal deal, which is controversial because they don't include the wraps. And that that is a red flag for a co-op meal deal, to be fair. Mm. But have you ever had a curry in an arm? No. Wow. You never had a curry in an arm. I've never heard of it. You go into co-op and you're looking at the meal deals. Bottom shelf. There's well, it's is what it says in the tin, really. It's a curry in an arm. And uh yeah, they're 10. But only if you've got access to a microwave. I wouldn't eat it cold. Okay. And what do you have um, as your side and drink? I'm always a fridge raiders kind of gal. You know, the little chicken fridge raiders bites. Jack A is not happy with that. Yeah, that, I'm not happy with that. I, uh, they're just like little bits of rubber. Yeah, it's not oh. even chicken. That's they have they have those chickens have had not they haven't had good lives. Yeah. No, and I do feel a bit guilty when people say that because you're entirely right. But they're just delicious. <laughs> wow. I just think everything about them. What is up with the name Fridge Raiders? Like, I thought about that. Why is what do you mean Fridge Raiders? I do. Like I would raid it? my fridge for like a Fridge Raider. For them. But yeah. who who has fridge? Like, if you buy Fridge Raiders, you buy the little packets in the meal deal. Who has them actually in the fridge to then raid your fridge? Yeah, that would be that would be ridiculous. I'm joking. I've got three packets in my fridge at the moment. They were on offer at Tesco at the weekend. Okay. <laughs> Jack, at least you, you stick with the meal deal. Yeah. And then um, I always my... go for, well, I always go for a Lucas Aid. Let me you've got to get the drink in there. Me sorted. It's interesting. It's interesting you say you gotta have the drink in there because my my opinion is that. I I don't think we should have drinks in in meal deals. I mean, not quite mm. that because sometimes they're nice. But I always have a bottle of water on me. Yeah, and I, I don't do drink well. fizzy drinks. Always water. But I I I would love yeah. for meal deals to be main and two snacks. Oh come or on, a choice. You know, like main. If if you could choose to swap out the drink for a snack, I that that would massively transform meal deals for me. And and I and I wish they would do that. Um, <laughs> Do you know um, what annoys me? How many people come up to co-op and they've got their they've got the snack? No, they've got the sandwich and they've got the drink, and they don't get a snack. But the sandwich and the drink add up to more than the four pound meal deal. It'd be like four pound eighty. And I go, oh, you can just run and get a snack, and it'll it'll be cheaper. And they go, no, it's all right. I'm like, no, no, you're gonna you're gonna save eighty p and you get gain. a snack. And they go, <laughs> no, but the, yeah. the thing is, right? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be this annoying person. I. I've done that quite a few times because Why? Uh, what like because every now and again I'll get an innocent smoothie, which will probably be my option because I have to have a drink just because it's the most expensive. But I'm buying it out of obligation. And I mean, if I'm paying an extra 80p more versus no, no. the, you know, the extra no, no. waste that it's causing, yeah. then I'm I'm happy with that sacrifice. No, Jack, but the but you're gonna pay 80p more. To not get a to not get a drink. Yeah, but it's just like you know, it's just like rejecting the materialist culture we're in. You know. Oh yeah, come on, preach it. No, it's right. not. Is he it's giving more money. Oh, it is because there's a needless plastic bottle for his sandwich. Anyway, I hope that stayed in. Um, uh, I for my sandwich, I would. Well, I actually had a meal deal today. It's not often I get meal deals, but um. I was in Boots, which is a very fancy oh, little deal. That's a um, and I wouldn't normally go there, but I just I had to buy some shampoo, so you know it just. And you thought meal deal on. And I've got a halloumi wrap, which was pretty nice, to be fair. Um, Ooh, that is bougie. But that wouldn't be my normal order. I normally do go to Sainsbury's, and the reason why I like Sainsbury's is because they the hot 
section is very good and you can get a sausage roll as a snack which is ideal a hot hot sausage roll and then that leaves me with the wraps i mean i'm i'm pescatarian so for context that uh sausage roll was was a vegetarian sausage roll um (laughs) which um it doesn't leave you with a great selection for meal sandwiches but over christmas time if if for every reason i have this all year round they did this amazing um like curried vegetable wrap that was so good oh. with like a Greek yogurt in it. That was, I'd say that's my meal deal. And no drink. So you're going to pay the extra. Well, no, I would get an innocent it. smoothie most of the time. But it's funny you say that. I, I've got like three innocent smoothies in my fridge that I just haven't drunk for like the last few months because. When you wake up for breakfast, it can be a little breakfast go to, you know, get those, get those vitamins inside you, Jack. Maybe. Maybe. Thanks. Words of wisdom from Izzy Berry. Go on, Isaac. I bet yours is so bait. Um, so I've never been a massive fan of meal deals because of course you haven't. At the end of the day, it's just <laughs> they're just there. They're trying to sell cheap products and try and entice you with a deal, and actually they make quite a lot of profit on it. And it's not very good, in my opinion. Most of the, the, the quality. And also, there. people are sitting on the beach with a meal deal instead of going to fifty-four degrees. Exactly, 50 degrees, but yeah, nearly got Yeah, it's not 54. Yeah, get, get the advertising out there. Yeah, um, just trying to, you know. Trying on it. Yeah. But no, if I had to do, if I had to have a meal deal, I would go for maybe like a chicken wrap because I don't really like sandwiches in a meal deal because refrigerated bread is a no-go. Because <laughs> it's just, that's not God normal forbid. bread. God forbid, re- refrigerated, refrigerated. Yeah, like oh. there's too many, there's too much stuff in that bread for allow it to be fine anyway. I'll go for a chicken wrap um, and then maybe like some hummus and carrots as my sides and some water. Yeah, okay. that's exactly what I meant by baked, a baked one. If you came up to co-op with that, I'd be like, well, number one, it wouldn't count as a meal deal in co-op because you've got a wrap. Doesn't test Number good. two, I'd be like, hummus and carrots, fine. Bottle of water, grow up. What a waste <laughs> of your 60p. <laughs> I need to stay hydrated and refreshed. <laughs> But enough about meal deals. Um, we're going to get on to what this week's episode is about. So, Jack, what, what are you bringing us today, pal? Well, um, I, I'd really love to talk about um, some topics around Christianity and science because... Uh, you don't hear about that much actually in church, but I think it's you don't have to look that far in Christianity to realise that a lot of people, I think, question this, whether they're Christian or, or someone who's interested in Christianity and maybe sees it as a potential stumbling block. Um, and I have the privilege in my job to basically engage in this for a living. And I think it's something that a lot of people need to hear more about because um We've essentially been sold a myth or a lie that Christianity and science um, can't meet together um, because, in fact, they are really um, they really contribute well to each other. So I'd, I'd love to sort of unpack that today. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even before we were discussing, I think um, well, me and Izzy Brad raised two conflicting ideas. Like I, I've come from the aspect that you know science is very academic. It's for the elites, the control, even if you're out, going back to COVID, you know, all the things from science, they have a lot of power and say it's for the academics. And then um, I guess Izzy had the case of, oh, that actually 
makes me a bit nervous even to think about it if I'm right and sane. Um, yeah, definitely. When you were like, oh, I'd love to talk about science and Christianity, I thought, flipping sure. heck, I've got, I've got no idea where to start with this one. It's, it's the one I've been most nervous to do, I think, Jack, because I just feel so underqualified to, to, to even have a conversation about it. So it'll be interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to to what what you're gonna bring. How did you get into it? What was like your your segue into you know the amalgamation of the two? Is in the job I'm in or just in my life? Just in your life, really. Like how why do you have such an interest in it? Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I was asked that question last week. So I in my job I also do a bit of work in schools where I have this amazing privilege to um work for this charity that basically a school rents us out for an activity day for the whole day and we just get to, to teach lessons on science and christianity and it's pretty amazing because wow. we do a q a at the end of the day and in front of like a year of 120 people we just get asked questions about like what do you think of the big bang how does god fit in with evolution and everything and it's like i can't believe a school wants to book us to do that but um i was asked that exact question about basically how did I find being a Christian um, and going into science because obviously I, I did biological science at university and the kind of cheat answer um, as you know many people will be aware is that I became a Christian at university so in a sense I was a scientist before I was a Christian um, so there never came a point as a Christian where I was sort of thinking about going into science and wondering whether I could really do that as a Christian as I know Many people do go through that process, um, but um, I never, ever saw there being a problem between um, Christianity and science. Um, and from my perspective, I I found that as I went to church, um, I could see that there was truth in Christianity. Um, and I certainly know a lot of truth from the science I do that is like scientific truth. So mm. um, it wasn't really that difficult for me to 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 think that there must be a conflict between the two like um and now having had a more mature faith I mean not that mature but um <laughs> across the last three or four years um there's there's still nothing that really I think there's a problem or reason why a Christian shouldn't be scientists or scientists can't be Christian um do and you that's find for a host of sorry do you find that no. there are people on your course or you I'm sure you know doing doing a scientific course you kind of surround yourself with there's a there's a lot of non-christians on your course i imagine um and kind of vice versa you're you're such an active part of the christian community a lot of your friends outside of uni are christians and do you find that you get a lot of questions kind of both sides so from your science friends being like well surely you don't believe in god because and do you get a lot of friends your christian friends going surely you don't believe in this part of science because yeah yeah I do oh I have seen that happen I know that's happened to other friends who are Christian and scientists but um I think what's interesting is that I, I think it's easy to assume that people who aren't Christian are perhaps the people who have the problem or maybe can't get over this but I, I see just as much problem with Christians where um for whatever reason maybe the type of church they've been brought up in um I've had many moments where I've suggested something about Christianity and science or that 
I remember one time having this chat with this guy who I met once and he was a friend of a friend. I've never seen him since. So I don't even know, remember his name, but he just said, um, he asked why I did it at university and I said, biological science. And he said, well, that must have been tough dealing with all those evolutionists. Um, and in some ways, I don't blame Christians for thinking like that. But I, I think it's this kind of offhand idea that um, there must be a problem there which both Christians and non-Christians, I think, are often just as guilty of having. Um, and I think it's largely an ignorance thing in that, um, you know, it's not the fault of the people, but because they've maybe not tried to look into this, perhaps for a Christian point of view, they're, they're scared it might challenge their faith, or um, if they're not a Christian, maybe they just immediately believe because of the way maybe it's portrayed in our society that it's not something even worth having a thought about. Um, a lot of people just have that assumption um, that there must be something wrong. And it's it's that's what is frustrating. It's like there's an assumed backhand assumption um, rather than like actually engaging with questions. And every now and again, I've met someone throughout my university experience who really wanted to sit down and talk about something. But it's often a bit more closed minded than that, which is a bit of a shame. Do you find that obviously you're in Christians and science now and you've got really involved in that? Is something is that something that you kind of went looking for because you found yourself in kind of I suppose quite a privileged position really where you were a Christian and you, you were a sci scientist and you saw the kind of discrepancy between the two or the perceived discrepancy between the two I should say. So is it something you went looking for? Or is it something that you kind of just saw and thought, oh, that's really cool, I'm going to get involved in, or a bit of both? uh it, it it kind of fell to me um in the actually with the job so I, I work for a charity called Christians in Science if you don't know that that probably would have been quite confusing to hear um oh yeah sorry but, <laughs> um, so it's quite an annoying name but um yeah there was a person who used to go to ENC actually um and this was a year ago I started, started working for them um and they left about a year ago so people probably won't know them but um she works for Christians in Science and they just had an opening that was advertised within ENC um and I sort of fitted the job description um I needed a job to do for this year where I'm staying in Exeter um and um I ended up getting it and it just seemed to make sense it was kind of interesting um it's not necessarily always been a straightforward job to have uh, there's been quite a few problems but it's taught me a lot and um I I guess I was always interested in like a entry level in um trying to understand Christianity and science because it's just basically deepening your faith really you're engaging more critically with um your faith and I, I think I'd, I'd like to come back to something you said Izzy at the start about um feeling like maybe you're underqualified to to talk on this topic and I suppose something that's really important to me is to kind of get rid of this idea that only people who are maybe intelligent or who have studied a lot in science um, can speak about science. Because um, I don't want to give off this impression that um, basically whatever topics we might be talking about, or you can talk about, uh, like you have to know a lot to talk about them. Mm. Um, because to some extent, this is great. Like what we're, we're doing is great. And if you go away and you read some book about a Christian and scientific topic, that is great. But we have to remember that we don't have a faith that is based off knowledge or 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 insight is based off faith and yeah. i think people can easily get hung up on this idea that um 
maybe you have to know the scientific facts about something like evolution or like maybe there's parts of the bible which you can never really fully understand and we were never will fully understand but my point is that um i think we can do a lot and a lot of the problems are inside so i could speak about that for hours but um <laughs> we could do a lot to sort of get rid of this idea that science is only for people who are intelligent because um yeah it really really helps your faith flourish i think when you have a slight understanding of some of the way that science and faith interact because that's the way it's happened across history i mean most of many many of the famous scientists that we've had throughout history i could speak again for a long time on that but people such as galileo was newton and, one of them or i made that up did newton not become a christian the more he uh, went... i don't know about newton maybe ignore that then everyone you could be right um the point is that like Christianity has offered a lot to science and that is often a narrative that isn't told and my point is when they come together they can really like bring flourishing I suppose what I was trying to say before is that like don't have this idea that you need to be an expert to understand science um, just begin engaging with it and I suppose offhand this podcast I can definitely recommend lots of stuff to have a look into if you're interested at an entry level um, but yeah, that was quite a long-winded answer, but I mm. I think something, to, to maybe just quickly finish that, something that, uh, as a Christian scientist called Tom McLeish, I'm a massive fan of, um, he said this thing about, um, like, often getting this question thrown at you, and I experienced this a lot at university as a student, like, oh, you study science, you must be intelligent, and it sounds like I'm trying to say that for my own sake, but it's really quite surprising how often you get that. And it's quite annoying because I would almost say that, you know, as a scientist, it's in some ways the easiest way of learning because scientists deal with fact and proven truth uh, that, you, you know, you test a hypothesis and you prove something. It's very black and white. Um, and the reality is that's not how the world really works. And if you think about a lot of... Uh, a lot of subjects like humanities, you're not tested like that. And actually, I really think um, whether it's the education system or something like has really failed non-STEM students because um, like there shouldn't be this idea that science is really elite um, and you have to be really intelligent to do it. Um, because I would almost say it's kind of the easiest one to do in terms of um, you just deal with what's right and wrong um whereas there's you know i would really struggle with something to do with humanity so i have big admiration for people that do that um so yeah, i'm really glad you said that jack because honestly drama and pretending to be a tree <laughs> not as easy as it looks that's all i'm saying big up I the think, drama i would struggle but i think it's really interesting what you were saying how actually just the the idea that's i that's what i've always gone down no matter where you fall on the spectrum of the whole line um in terms of how much you want to dive into science it's the fact that it allows you to deepen your faith wherever you end up it's the fact that you know when we read genesis such a complicated um book in terms of understanding it and you know but it allows you to actually go away and study it deeper understand the context how they viewed the world what the purpose of it was was for and actually what's what's more remarkable that asking these questions going deeper will draw us closer to god um yes I well, if I if I just have one more minute, maybe to sort of add something onto that 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 idea, Isaac, you were saying about asking questions is incredibly important because um, that is what science is. Um, you basically 
you ask questions and you formulate a hypothesis off that and try to work out if something functions um, based off that. And that is such a Christian and creative thing. And at the same time, scientists, particularly people who I know many people who have thought about doing science and been persuaded off it throughout the education system because they've been told that you don't have to be creative or, you know, you can't be creative. And that is a huge like shame because science is just basically asking questions. And um, that is the most like wondrous thing we can do, because um, when you realize that science is effectively trying to learn about God, our creator, and um, by learning about how the way our world works like that completely changes the way that you can look at doing scientific work um, and if you meet any christian scientists you'll realize that many of them one of their favorite bible passages is um the lord's answer in job which if you've never read it i really recommend you do because it is basically just like god taking job on a tour of the world and he just asks him question after question after question and um and i love it because it basically is drawing us to that place of wonder that idea that all god wants from us is to seek after him and to understand you know the world and how we fit into it and that is basically what science does yeah which yeah it's so cool and i think um the next part of the podcast so part two we're gonna well me and isaac are gonna put some questions to jack test um, we're we're going to be these kids. Test this hypothesis, as you were saying, science. Test um, um, So, yeah, yeah if then. everyone heads over to part two um, and gives it a listen. Right, can I say, also, back in the day, M&S used to do a meal deal. And the food there, oh, unbelievable. <laughs> we're not going to go there because that's oh, just too bougie. And I'm going to edit. The only meal deal worth mentioning. Yeah. Deal. And I'm going to edit that out so no one else is going to hear that.